Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hi guys, welcome to episode 180, how psychic mediums can use their analytical and creative mind. Before I get into the episode, I want to remind you I'm currently taking students from my five-month mediumship program, Unlock Your Inner Medium. I do have three different levels, so whether you're a beginner or you are someone that wants to take the five-month mediumship mentorship and you have 30-plus years of experience, I would love to give you more information. Go to lindsaymarino.com and click the Learn with Lindsay tab and you will see Unlock Your Inner Medium on that list. Okay, so this episode is all about how you can use parts of your brain to get different information coming through when you're a psychic medium, or if you open up and you're really tuned into your spirit, how magical things take place. I do share an example of something that happened to me yesterday, and I go into detail about that in this episode, and Tony and I both talk about ways you can go deeper, figuring out your own Hi guys, welcome back. Today you can see that we're in a different setting. We are in beautiful Newtown, St. Charles, Missouri, and it is like the most perfect day. The past few days have been a little rough because there was a lot of flooding, but today is peaceful, so we thought, why not come by this beautiful water? Yes. And um, and today we're going to talk about something that's so important, and it's all about how psychic mediums can use the analytical side of their brain and then also that creative side. And this is a big discussion that we had yesterday, Tony and I, and I had an interesting experience with really feeling that and the difference, and there's a big separation between the two. So we'll get into that conversation. Let's start about that. So okay. I'm curious, what is your insight from what you... Okay. From what happened yesterday. Okay, so yesterday I had a, a spiritual experience. I can get into more detail with my um, students because it's a long process to describe, um, but I'll try to sum it up. So I had an experience where I was actually trying to type something out. I was filling out um, a form and I had to use one side of my brain to do that. And in that mode, I wanted to be in my spirit rather than the analytical brain. And it was very hard. It used a lot of my brain energy to formulate the words. And I started to think about everything that happens around us. Because we're living here in this human realm, we are constantly struggling between the spirit side of ourselves and the analytical side of ourselves. And some people spend more time in the analytical brain and they feel drained, they feel overwhelmed, they're overthinking how they're writing to someone or what they're going to say to someone. And like myself, I find I get stuck in the stories in the middle of my brain when I wanna do something and just be in my spirit. The analytical side can overtake my spirit in a lot of different ways. Does that make sense? Yes, and this happens a lot in our business and in yeah. our personal lives. Yeah. And the same thing happens with our clients. We right. find different patterns. Some clients getting stuck in the analytical side, some clients getting stuck in the creative side. 
And what happens is, obviously, as you get stuck in the analytical side and you're thinking too much, you're overthinking, you're yeah. trying to solve every problem, you know, even the problems of the universe, you're supposed to allow the universe to solve, you're mm -hmm. trying to solve those problems <laughs> too. And you start to become, like you said, stressed out. That's a sign. Yeah. When you're stressed and then you stop and you think, oh, wait, I'm overthinking too. Yeah. That's a sign right there is when you're highly stressed out and then you start to become cloudy. And you, you can't even think clearly. It's using so much of your energy, your brain energy, and it takes a toll on your physical body that it's like a struggle between your spirit. Even if you're unaware of your spirit, our spirit is very strong. What I saw yesterday in this vision was it wasn't even 3D. I couldn't describe it as 3D, our spirit of what we observe around us. It was like another form of things. It sounds kind of out there, but it was not just 3D. It was holistic. It was worldly. It was like a vision of us being a globe of light and how we're pockets of energy and we're absorbing all of these perceptions around us and we can conform to the things that are happening, but it's a whole, it was a holistic view of our life here. Yes, and a lot of times what happens with that it's too. It's so big, it can't even, you can't even describe it. And that's what happens, I feel, yeah. is like we, we tap into that creative side, that spirit side, we get filled up, and then we use our analytical side and we start overthinking what just happened and then trying to explain that to somebody else, we could get caught up in that. We could get caught up in all these little um, vortexes to where it is like that like because the analytical side we can use that to solve all kinds of problems and we could think through things and right we could solve a lot of problems with that you know like if uh, if my shirt's stuck in the door my analytical brain's telling me i'll just open the door right but true but the funny thing is is in my vision yesterday the spirit side of us would know that's not even a problem yeah it's a us being would not even think about how to do it. We would just do it, if yeah. that makes sense. So if we were spirits. It makes a lot of sense. So if we were like spirits living here, mm -hmm. the human body wouldn't hold us back and we would just be. We would telepathically communicate with people, which I feel like we're getting there here in our earthly realm. Mm -hmm. I do believe that. Well, it the happens impasse. all the time with like best friends and all that, right? Exactly. You know when to pick up the phone to check up on someone. Um, we do it a lot. Like if you're soulmates or you're very connected to someone, you could be very aware of them, you know, whether they say it or not. Our dog, Romeo, I feel like you're very aware of him. I can yes. at certain points, I feel like you're very conscious about like, what do you need? And you just look into his eyes and he tells you. Right. And so this, this conversation reminds me of like what a lot of people are going through that's listening to this podcast. And a lot of our clients are going through like in your business. So like when I go back to my beginning stages of my business, yeah. Um, over five years ago, I was taking in all of this information and then also getting getting way too over analytical with it to where I was like taking in information, taking in information, taking in information, and then overthinking, overthinking right. it and not, not so taking enough this action. This is Romeo being in his analytical brain <laughs> Come here, buddy. Um, <laughs> with another dog that's also communicating back in that yeah. way. <laughs> so it's easy to do that. It's easy to yeah. keep studying, keep trying to get more information. I'm going to become a better medium. I'm going to increase my mediumship skills. I'm going to learn business. Yeah, it's good to do all of that. Keep doing that. But then we have to get out of that analytical, get out of that and just be and just yeah. tap into our instinct, tap into what we're doing because it's like the balance of both, both worlds, right? Exactly. So when you just said that, well, it made me 
see my brains working, my analytical brains working, because I can't, I can't speak fast enough to say. But when you just said that, I thought of one, the movie with the bee. So we'll have to talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, and then two, I was thinking, if you are someone that's very analytical, you do need to go into the spirit side and just be. It's about letting go. And that side of myself comes out in meditation or like if I, like I'm doing a crystal bowl meditation, acupuncture, uh, when I'm doing my readings, when I'm really in the flow, like a platform event, if I'm sitting in nature and actually feel being one with the trees and the, the water, it's always when you're present. That's the only way that you'll get to experience your spirit side. Right. And this is exactly why a lot of people are having either issues or problems that are human problems because they're not just being and they're not being present at all. So if you are an analytical person, you need more of the spirit side and presence. But if you are more in the spirit side of things and you're living here on earth, you do need to get into that balance of, you know, maybe feeling more grounded. And I don't even know if that's the word for it, but how to function with other people. You do need some sort of, um, I don't know if it would be considered a technique. I don't know how I would word that because I feel like we could get along just fine here being in the spirit side of things as a human but if we were with other people functioning with them we would have to use our human skills to intertwine yeah. with them if they're not in the spirit side does that make sense it makes sense so here's what it is it's you got the spirit side you could be in flow anytime you're in flow when i'm when I first started playing basketball, just like when I was in business, you're awkward at first. You're yeah. learning all of these new things. So I think it's natural at different times to go into the analytical and get caught up in there. Like that's how we even know not to do it, right? We gotta right. do something first. So it's like things become unnatural at first, right? And then they become natural again. So yeah. basketball, I'm learning all these different, how to dribble my left hand, my right hand, you know, and I do that for years. And then eventually I got to the point where as I'm playing, I'm not even thinking. I'm playing from spirit. I'm playing from being. And I think it's You're one with the hoop. You you're told one with me the hoop. You you're one with your me. teammates. You're one with the basketball. You know, you could get like this inside of anything, inside of your business, but patience is the key. Persistence and patience because that's what it is is the way we get out of our analytical minds is to become aware that we are in them. Yes. And then also just to understand that it's part of the process at times with different things. Like when you're starting a new business or you're starting something new, some things you're just going to go naturally into being and it's going to come natural to you. Other things, you're going to get caught up in your analytical mind. You're going to learn a few skills, but just understanding the difference and understanding what it feels like to be in your analytical mind and what it feels like to be in flow state to where you're just being and knowing the difference. I think that's the power. That's the awareness we want to put across here. Totally. And when you just mentioned that too, it made me think of yesterday when I was typing, I had to fill out that form and I was like, I was trying to be at the same time and I had resistance to go into the analytical little brain to try to get the words to say it. I found that time didn't really exist. But when I got in my head and started to think how much time, because I had a deadline for this, how much time actually went by, I'm like, it seems like it's been forever, but really my time, I still have more time. So it was like a very weird imbalanced feeling where I didn't know if I was taking too much time or too little time. I didn't know where my time was, but when I was in the spirit side of it, if this makes sense, I wasn't even where it didn't matter. But once I thought about it, 
I was like, oh, wow, it feels like it didn't exist. Does that make it sense? It makes a lot of sense. So it's like understanding how much analytically to think to where you don't get in your own way. Yeah. And then understanding how to allow that other power to come in to the two, right? Exactly. And it reminds me when I do platform events, when I have a really good event where I feel like I have, like I was in the energy of the spirit realm without thinking about what I was saying. When I wasn't slowing down, I was just being and allowing the spirit realm to come through and give me the information. I always say it's almost like, like, where did my night go? I don't remember the details of the night. I remember if I had a vision in my head when it was coming forward, when I was channeling the spirit realm, but because they're being, their spirit is becoming, I'm becoming like a ch clear channel for the spirit realm. Sometimes they so come so close where I feel like I am them. That's when I feel like I bend time or it feels like time is being bended, but really time doesn't exist. The only time that exists is the human clock. Like we created time but it really doesn't matter. It, time is a human word. So in the spirit realm, 20 years of this time is like two seconds over there. Does that, you have a, this is so funny. There was a bee that was right almost on your yeah, nose. Yeah, it's man versus bee. So we need to talk about that. That's the But sign. first we're gonna talk about the, um, so, so as you were saying that it was yeah. hitting me, it was like, yeah. So the more that a psychic medium becomes aware that they're using their analytical mind right. and how to use it, the more powerful of a psychic medium they'll become. Because in all reality, they're using their creative side. They're using that side that's tapping into spirit, that artsy side of their being for the most part when it comes, whenever they are in flow and they're giving the most powerful reading. Exactly, we shouldn't have any time to get in our analytical brain to try to figure out what the spirit realm is saying. And I find that we do that. Like I teach my students certain pieces, like, okay, see what else they're saying. But really, if you're in flow, you can see what else they're saying. Like I do it now, but I didn't do it before. I would just telepathically communicate with them and just say like, okay, keep going. Or like, or become the awareness of them. Like really be interested in it. I don't necessarily have to ask the question. I just need to be intrigued on what they want to say next and why they're even bringing it forward. So for example, the other day, actually two days ago, I gave a reading to a girl that had um, her, I think it was her dad coming through, I wanna say. And her dad came through and showed me these boots that almost looked like, like black boots that you'd wear in the rain or Santa would wear. Like I saw those boots and I'm like, Okay, this is interesting. Now, it was just a vision. I wasn't becoming him, but I felt like I wanted to laugh about the experience with the boots or I wanted to be aware of those boots. So it could have been a memory that he had where he dressed up as Santa, or it could have been something that happened to the girl recently that she had boots or they had memories together with these boots that he would wear. And what she said was, oh my gosh, it's coming to me. Like she's like, I completely forgot. A couple days ago or last week, I actually bought new black short boots and she said before that I had rain boots and my grandfather dressed up as Santa Claus all the time so there could have been double meaning there I could have figured it out without her actually telling me if I became him do you know what I mean I would have to be fully in that moment of out of my analytical brain but like you said the importance is the awareness of when you are in your analytical brain. Because when you're doing a reading, you wanna be on autopilot and you wanna be one with the spirit realm. 
And that's what I found yesterday when I had that spiritual experience was when I was one with the spirit realm, it was so big. Like we have so much energy to experience here and be so happy with. Everything was brighter. Everything was more heavenly, but we can experience heaven here on earth. We don't need to go to heaven. Yes. Does that make that's sense? A, it makes a lot of sense. So it's checking in, checking yeah. in with your body, right? So yeah, something exactly. they can do to understand if they're in their analytical mind or if they're actually using their super brain or like their intuition, their instincts is to check in. Be like, all right, what is my brain saying right now? You could ask yourself that question. What is my brain saying right now? You could put your hand on your head. What's that saying? What's my analytical? And then you're like, all right, now let me go to my gut. Spirit. What's my gut saying? What's what's that saying? What's the deepest part of my soul saying? And mm -hmm. then just give it some time after you ask the question and see what comes up inside of your body in the form of emotions and instincts. Right. And the spirit is huge. Like, you know, we have this body that's here, but our spirit is so big. Like it takes up a lot of space, but because we're one with everything around us, we're one with the water, we're one with the, the trees. Um, I noticed yesterday in this experience that our parents are the most important connections to us too. Remember how I mentioned that yesterday? And that kind of goes along with it because our spirit, like you said, check in with your gut. Sometimes we don't even know what's happening, but a piece of our um, parent's spirit comes out in us. So yesterday I was talking and I was so present that I was aware that when I was saying something, it actually sounded like my mom, like, oh, there's a B right there. Man versus B. Yeah, there, there was a part of me that sounded like my mom, the energy of my mom, and I started to realize that our parents are the only ones. They're, they're, the, they're next in line, so we... We're, we're most connected we're to them. We're most connected to our parents and anyone above them. That's why it's important to really learn about your ancestors too because we're, our parents are one above us and then the grandparents are above them and then the great grandparents and it goes on. Our brothers and sisters are important. They were in our environment, but we don't come from our brothers and sisters. Pieces of our parents go to our brothers and sisters and we have all, we're all connected. Just like our friends, we could be connected and you know tune into that energy of being with them. But our parents are very much a part of us. So when we do healing, when we actually do healing for ourselves, our parents, a piece of their soul and spirit gets healed. Heals as well. So, and if they do healing, if they're going to like therapy or, or they're being present or they have a spiritual experience, there's going to be something that shifts in us. Sometimes we don't recognize though, like what just happened? Why do I feel funny? Sometimes it's not coming directly from us. It's coming from our parents or our grandparents. It's important to take responsibility and heal yourself and everything else will follow. You have to just take part in your own healing. You can't do it for other people, but something's gonna shift within them. Interesting. So going to the man versus bee that you brought yes. up. Yes. Yeah, that and was, the bee was came very, over to you twice. very you interesting. You guys might not be able to see that, but there's a so, tiny one. Mr. Bean, he's Mr. Bean, he played, I forget his full name, but he played yeah. also in this new, I guess it's newer, newer series on, on Netflix. Netflix called Man vs. B. And I was obsessed with it a couple weeks ago. I watched every episode. I think it was last week, or actually. Last week. And it was very interesting, right? It's like this guy, he goes and 
This bee causes him all kinds of problems, <laughs> right? And he's trying to get this bee out of the house, but as he's focusing on this one little problem, the bee, he starts to create all these huge, big problems. He starts to cut it, cut into like expensive artwork and <laughs> He was watching get himself, someone's mansion. He's watching someone's mansion. He starts to tear up their whole house trying to solve a little problem. And it's interesting because when we had a couple of problems come up at our house that I had to fix, and that movie kept flashing in my head like, all right, do your part and then allow the universe to do its part, right? Because that's what this is, analytical, creative. To me, that's, yeah, we got the human analytical. We're thinking, we could use that. It's a powerful tool. But don't use it too much like Mr. Bean did in Man vs. B. Because then you start to get yourself in trouble. And that's how you know that you're getting out of spirit is when you start to get in trouble. Exactly. And I did not connect the dots. Who brought that up after that situation? Did I bring up the man versus beer? I, I think it just naturally came up because we were, we were laughing it. about <laughs> it after everything calmed down. And just to kind of give you a side note so you know what's going on here in St. Louis, it's flooding. Now it was flooding. It's not anymore. But we have like the littlest bit of water come up from a drain in the basement. But we didn't know like we've never experienced this before. So at first we thought, okay, this is really serious and we need to do, we're gonna have to rip out certain things. In the end, it wasn't as serious as we thought it was. was. Yeah, it wasn't as serious as when you came in and you're freaking out when me at and my nephew was oh, no, I got a, doing yoga. We so were doing were, yoga and so they you were came doing in. yoga in the morning before, like I had a, a client like five minutes later and all of a sudden I heard the beeper going off because we have water leak beepers just in case when we're not here. And I came into the garage and I'm like, there's water leaking. And he's like, I'm doing yoga. I'm like, you're sitting here doing yoga and there's water leaking. We need to figure this out. And I was like, man versus B. No, we'll he figure was it calm. Out. And usually I feel like I'm the calm one about certain situations, but he was calm and doing yoga, which made me even more mad. So I was tapping into was, the creative, the spirit side. She was in her analytical mind. She's like, I got to solve this. I and had I'm to like, solve it. No, you know, you get you let the spirit solve it. So it ended She's up. She's like looking at me all evil-eyed and everything. Oh, I was frustrated. Because <laughs> I, I was like, I felt like I wasn't being heard, that this was a big thing that needed to be solved. We need to figure out where the water was coming from. So in the end, with all of that, I started to recognize, we started laughing about it once it was over with. Now it's sunny skies, so um, it's a different space. But we figured it out. But the thing is, is when you're trying to find answers or solve a problem, it takes so much energy when you're in your analytical brain. And what I figured out yesterday was the only way that you can solve a problem. This is the answer that I got yesterday. I don't know if it's, it was so definite for me yesterday, so I'm gonna say it, is you have to move your body. You cannot think the same if you're not moving your body. And I didn't realize it because in that mode, I was not taking a walk. First of all, it was pouring rain, so I, I just didn't go out there. Um, but I also had no space to think to even do that because my spirit, I wasn't in spirit, I was in my analytical brain. So I found out when you want to solve a problem, you have to move your body. You have to get flowing because this physical body is very dense. And the way that you can feel lighter is to move the physical body. There's so many great thinkers that it keeps coming up over and over and over. They say, I do my best thinking when I go on a walk. Just go and move and start walking. Yeah. Because it is. Like, you have this vehicle, you have this body, and the way that it works is as you move it and activate it, you start to get more in tune, tapped in, turned on, in tune with yeah. spirit, with God. Go move your fucking body. That's what you do, right? You could look at water moving, too. Yeah. Like, that's that's something. But that's always been my go-to is is 
moving my body, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling clogged, you know, psychologically or physically, anything like that, you go move your body and all of a sudden you have a whole new state of mind, right? Maybe it's not going to fix all your problems that first walk, but do this for a year straight, do this for 10 years straight, do this for the rest of your life. Or a week straight, you'll And watch how much the compound effect starts to take in. Yeah. And I notice that the more that I do this, the more powerful my walks become, the more clear my thinking becomes, and the easier my life becomes because I'm not falling into the man versus bee trap. Right. I'm more, all right, I start to go there, and I'm like, let me get back in spirit. There's a bigger picture here. Where's the opportunity at here, right? And, of course, I'm not always in that mode right away. No. Like, like you are, you're not either. I saw it the other day. You got out of of course the human. I'm not. None of us <laughs> Nobody are. Is. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just messing. But <laughs> that's it, right? It's bringing your awareness around this. That's what you do. That's the most powerful thing. If you mess up, it's okay. You're human, but just be real. Bring your awareness around this, and then see what happens. Can I say one last example too to share? I don't know how long we've been going for, but this is we're the thing. good after this. Okay, so. With the man versus bee example, I just want to share this with you guys if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, watch it. I didn't understand why Tony was watching it. He watched it probably three times within a week. Yeah. And it was foreshadowing the events that we would have. We just didn't know it until after. So what he did was the bee was in the house, and somehow he got it in the microwave, I think, right? Yeah, he got it in a lot of different okay, spots. Okay, so he got it in the microwave. He took the microwave outside into the backyard. He literally took the microwave the out of the wall. The microwave. It was in the wall. And took it out. And then somehow he got locked out of yeah, the house. Yeah, he locked out of the house. And he got the bee out of the microwave outside. And he was all exciting, celebrating. And then the bee ended up zipping back into the small little <laughs> crack of the door. And then he had to get himself into the dog door. And then that was another mess. And we're like, why are you doing this? You're making it worse. It's so simple to do here. So you could see how he could have done things that were smarter, but he was in his brain trying to fix the problem. Yeah, trying and sometimes to fix you have to right get away. away from the problem yeah. by taking a walk and, and letting it float in naturally for the answer, the solution. Right. So anytime you're thinking about yourself, just trying to fix it yourself and get stressed out, stressed out, go watch Man vs. B. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let us know what insights you had on this video and we will see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes and remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.